Welcome, everyone, to episode one, the inaugural episode of the Chaos Ball podcast, podcast by your Seattle Mariners, America's team, the Seattle Baseball Mariners. Now, this podcast is going to be the greatest Mariners podcast you've ever heard, and it's because there's not very many of them, and so I've decided to make my own. Now... What am I going to do on this podcast? You know, we're going to talk everything Mariners baseball. Give you recaps. Throw some stats at you. Talk about Eugenio's hair occasionally. Scott Service's antics being a dad. All that you can find here. Just to start out, last night's game. uh, Tuesday, August 23rd against the Washington Nationals. Just a short little recap. It was great to see Nelson Cruz back in Seattle. We missed him out here. I mean, obviously never made the playoffs with him, and there are a lot of great moments, so it was great to see him back. A little gray in his beard. He's looking looking a little long in the tooth these days, but still definitely good enough to play on a team like the Washington Nationals, which is good, and a good segue to mention that the Mariners did take the dub last night, 4-2. to two. Two home runs in that game, along with great pitching, great defense. It was a classic Mariners victory, to be quite honest. Uh, Mitch Haniger is fully back. Absolute nuke. And uh, Eugenio, with with an absurdly long home run, just crushed that shit. And you know, you don't even need to show me the home run clip for me to know that it was really far. All you gotta do is is... Send me the audio clip of Aaron Goldsmith in the booth. And anytime you make Aaron Goldsmith just chuckle after a ball is hit, you know, you know it's going 420 plus. Like, Goldie is has come into his own the last couple of years as an announcer. And I love that he's been a regular this year. And some of his home run calls are tremendous. Uh, he's Eugenio has made him chuckle more than anyone this year, I think. Just the sheer power, the ball coming off his bat is kind of crazy. Um, what else happened in this game? Robbie Ray took a no-hitter into the uh, through six and a third. Robbie Ray looked great. Uh, slider was working, locating the fastball pretty well. That new sinker just adds so much to his game that he didn't have before, thank God. Uh, his no-hitter was broken up by Joey Meneses, I believe is how you say his name. Uh can confidently say, I mean, I'm pretty plugged into the game of baseball. Uh, I can confidently say I had uh, literally never heard of this dude before. Um, I'm on his baseball reference page right now. He is having a very good year so far. Very, very small sample size. Very small sample. But he has played 18 games, 73 plate appearances, Slashing 329, 356, 614. That's good for a 971 OPS. 174 OPS plus. He's got six home runs, 0.8 war, eight RBIs. It seems like, I mean, utility guy, if he can hit like that, good lord, but super small sample. Um, Mariners are playing as we speak, and he had uh, another hit today, which I think he got knocked in by Nelson Cruz. Mariners are losing right now. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. So Joey Benitez, he broke up Robbie Ray's no-hitter. But still, great outing from our man Robbie. Um, that's the type of stuff you want to see out of your 
your ace that you paid so much money. Um, I just I don't think he really is the ace technically now. Luis Castillo is um, definitely the best pitcher on the team. But Robbie Ray, we paid him like an ace. We we want performances like that. And he's just been a little lackluster this year. But if he can keep pitching like that and just not getting too in his head, he I mean, it's going to be super valuable come time when we might have to to play a wild card game. Uh, he went six and two thirds, two hits, one run, two walks, seven Ks, which great outing. I mean, the Nationals aren't good, but that's the type of stuff you want to do against the Washington Nationals. What else happened in this game? Uh, Paul Sewall came in the game, gave up his first hit of August. Yeah, first hit of August. And his first run subsequently of August. He has been lights out. Uh, gave up just a run to make it a two-run ball game last night. Nothing super worried about there, but that's more of a... a a hype of Paul Sewald there because he hadn't given up a hit in August. I think he faced 22 batters prior to this, and uh, they were all they were over 22, something like something crazy like that. What else happened in this game? Um, the umpire was honestly, I had to pull up the umpire report. It wasn't great, um, but before I get into that, just pull up the box for Eric Swanson. Lights out again. Still very good. Surprisingly good against left-handed hitters. They keep bamboozling the opposing managers because they see Eric Swanson go out there, right-handed hitter. And they're just, okay, lefty, lefty, they hit it better against righties. Nope, not against Eric Swanson. Uh, dude, dude carves lefties. Andres Munoz came in just for a strikeout, one-third of an inning. Um, saw Steve Ciszek came in for... Uh, for the Nationals, that was fun to see. C-Sheck, classic Mariner. Um, Carlos Santana uh, had a bunt single in this game. Something he's rarely ever done. He's rarely ever bunted in his career. He went two for four. One of those was a bunt single. That was uh, another fun thing that happened in this game. Kind of ridiculous. Uh, the umpire report, Phil Cousy. Um this is at Ump Scorecards on Twitter, a great Twitter account. Go give them a follow. Overall consistency, 90%. Average about 94. Accuracy, 90%. Average is 94. I noticed that watching the game last night. Uh, plus 0.82 runs for Seattle, which surprised me. But he just had some, some absolutely tough calls. He called the balls fairly accurately, 94%. But called strike accuracy was 79%. That's terrible. The average is 88 for that. Like, good lord, man. It was a lot of low strikes, too. Like, that caught a lot of the zone, and he just missed. And a couple couple breaking balls, too. I think he just completely misjudged. Uh, it just... It was, a, it was a weird umpire game. It was enough to pull up the scorecard. And if it's enough during the game that I pull up the scorecard, because I notice something's amiss... Uh, then it's not it's not a good reflection on the umpire. This umpire scorecard thing is is a godsend, and it really is a great way to <clears throat> analyze umpires and you know push forward the propaganda for robot umpires in the future. Which I am on no side in that. Do whatever you want, LB. I'm sure they'll find a way to 
simultaneously do something good and not promote it well and shoot on themselves because MLB is really good at that. Uh, so that was last night's game, which is good that we beat the Nationals. Hopefully today we can beat them. Short two-game sweep. Need to need to beat the teams like this. <clears throat> I'm just going to run it back until uh start of the Texas series this month, the 12th. What's happened since then? Um, six and four. The ends. They took. Uh, they they lost the series to the Rangers, two to one, which kind of sucks. But the Rangers aren't that bad. They're better than the Angels, which is hilarious. Uh, we swept the Angels in Anaheim. Then we lost uh, two against Oakland in a three-game set, and that was kind of tough. That felt like a very very. Mariners series. The Rangers won a little bit too, but I mean, I don't know. The the pitching wasn't great. The Rangers have a little bit of juice. The the A's absolutely not. We destroyed them in the first game, ten to two. Uh, what a fun game that was. That was coming off the eleven seven win against the Angels, where Shohei did some crazy shit, hit two home runs. He did some tungsten O'Doul stuff, you know, if you know what I'm talking about. And we we won eleven to seven. Great game. Um. Followed that up with an off day, and then went to Oakland, ten to two, and then we lost four to three and five to three. Just brutal losses against a bad team that's playing for literally nothing right now. Just so frustrating. I feel like the Mares always drop games to the fucking A's, especially when they're bad for some reason. I just—it's really something I can remember since I was a kid. They were always losing to these bad teams. And they just can't. They can't do that right now. They they got to win these series at the least against the teams that they should be winning against. I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, but that's just what they have to be doing. Um, but six and four in the last ten, which, I mean, it's fine. It's not ideal, but I mean, they're just maintaining a wild card spot at the moment. They they just got to hold on. Um, what's been going on with the team? <clears throat> Sam Haggerty, past couple weeks, been vital to the success of this team. Um, not something I would have predicted at the start of the season. I really like Sam Haggerty. I really like Dylan Moore. Uh, but since Dylan Moore's been hurt and other injuries have happened, Kyle Lewis was bad. Gets sit down. Hanninger was coming back. Julio's hurt a little bit. Haggerty has just picked up the slack and just ran with it. That dude is a spark plug. That dude embodies... The name of this podcast, the Chaos Ball. He 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 embodies the shit out of this Mariners team. Like he is this Mariners team. He does everything. He plays great defense. He's a little scamp on the base path. He's been hitting super well, putting in great at bats up at the plate when the team needs him to do that. It's just crazy. It's coming from Sam Haggerty. But when you talk about like a World Series, or even just like a a team that has playoff hopes that wants to make a deep run in the playoffs, you need guys like this. You need the Sam Haggerty's of the world, the the Dylan Moores of the world to put in good performances like this. Like you need the your Chris Taylors for for lack of a better example there that <clears throat> can play a lot of positions, are really smart, know the game of baseball and can come through in the clutch if you need them to. It's just been crazy. It's Sam Haggerty. And what uh, the swaggy ham. What a man. What a man he is. Uh, Luis Castillo has just been absolutely shoving recently. God damn, he's good. Everything is advertised. I mean, he he's just so good. It's so 
fun to watch him pitch. That his arm slide is crazy. He just slings the ball up there. So much velocity, so much movement on his two seam sinker, whatever he throws. Changeup's great. Slider is got so much bite to it. He's everything is advertised. He came down to earth a little bit a couple days ago. Gave up four runs. Still not a terrible start, but. Nothing compared to his first three with the team when uh, I think he went six plus seven Ks each one, I think. it's. But he's he's everything is advertised, which I'm just so glad Jerry DePoto went out and got him. I don't care what he gave up. Honestly, it's he's so good. He's got another year of team control, I think, and then we'll see if the Mariners want to re-sign him, but they should be trying to re-sign him if they can. I mean, he's so good. <clears throat> Top line starter for your team if you re-sign him for another five six years which super valuable to have a guy like that and it's just fun to watch him pitch he looks like he should have been in a Mariners jersey this his whole career he looks great in a, in a Mariners jersey I don't know what it is like there's a couple guys who just look so good in a Mariners jersey uh J.P. Crawford is one he just looks fantastic in an M's jersey Luis Castillo looks great I think uh I think Sam Haggerty honestly looks great in a Mariners jersey. Uh, there's just some guys who look who just who look good in it, and Luis Castillo does. Um, still on pitching, I'll just run the pitching. Um, the starters, Marco, he's just it's just not exactly what we want to see from Marco. I mean, he's still doing his thing. It's just the the long ball and the fly balls have been biting him. He, I think he's just getting frustrated up there. He's just not. He needs to show something else in this last month that allows us to trust him. Because there was a point in this year where he was pitching and he was doing, he's doing so great. He's doing the Marco things. Everyone thinks he's not a good pitcher and he just not. He's doing great. Soft contact, locating his pitches well, mixing the pitches well. Great movement on his pitches, just disguising them well and pitching great. His stats look good. His fit backed it up. And uh, I uh, if there's a wild card game in Seattle, like he's not our best pitcher. Like you could you could convince me that he's our number five starter right now. Even if Flexen's spinning the ball well, maybe our number six starter. I'm not going to disrespect him like that. But I I was thinking maybe he maybe he should start the wild card game. You know, like it would be really cool. Now not so much. I mean, if we have a wild card game in Seattle. You're running out Luis Castillo. You're running out Robbie Ray. And then, I don't know, Kirby? Even? Maybe? Flexing? Because, or Gilbert? Like, Marco, too. It's just he needs to show something else in this last month of the season. He's got probably three, four starts left. I think he just needs needs to get back on track. Gilbert, the same. This I saw coming. Um, He just looks so gassed. Uh, Ever since the All-Star break, to be honest, he's just looked incredibly tired out there uh it's not super surprising like his era is ballooned to like mid three which is fine he's still got good k numbers i mean he looks fine up there he just looks tired like he looks like he needs a break uh and his his fip numbers when he was putting up his low two era he was getting cy young buzz and everything and and deservedly so he was carrying himself up there on the mound with so much confidence but I looked at the numbers, and it's just, even just the FIP, it was just his FIP was uh, 
a point higher, like in the threes than his year day. And I was like, well, I mean, he could just outperform his FIP all year. And there's definitely ways to explain why he might be doing that, but it didn't look like he should be. Uh, just, just cause I think he just needs another pitch. I think he needs to get a change up working. I, it, like people have been crushing his fastballs cause he, it, it's a great fastball, a lot of life, a lot of velocity, but if you're expecting it, like, in the Yankees series a couple weeks ago, Josh Donaldson destroyed his fucking fastball, and it's because he he knew he wasn't going to go back to the slider. It was, and he knew he was going to groove him a high fastball, and Donaldson was all over that shit. And it's like if you are that predictable, it doesn't matter how good the pitch is, dudes are still going to some major league level. Dudes are still going to shit all over that if they know exactly what's coming. Um, still great great performances from him this year and looking forward to the last month of the season uh moving on george kirby dude looks more and more confident every single start it is crazy to and fun to watch this dude pitch he he's a calm collected presence up there on the mound dude just throws strikes he hates walking people he just looks like a big league starter he just looks like he's looks like he's been hurling in the bigs for five years now like he he composes himself up there. He locates his pitches. He doesn't get. He doesn't look like he gets too frustrated out there. I think he has a really good rapport with Cal. Um, obviously, the the fielding behind him has been really good, but he just looks like a very consistent big league starter, like a hundred percent. And he's just been getting better every start. I think he's he's so fun to watch just because he has. You can see how much control he has over that fastball, and his slider is great. We'll see what he can do in this last month, too, because come playoff time, if we're in the playoffs in a big spot, I mean, he might have to be stepping up. Like in the wild card, maybe they'll get him out of the bullpen. That he'll start a wild card game, but you're, you're a pitcher in the playoffs at all. You might be called upon, and Kirby is – he looks like he can be called upon. I don't even think it would phase him at all. He's so confident in himself, it looks like, and I was just – excited that we have a pitcher like that who's under team control for six more years and as a as a young dude that we brought up through the system it just looks it just looks great coming from him the bullpen has just been great I mean this is this is exactly what we expected from the bullpen this year I think it's just getting Diego Castillo back is huge obviously um, but Brash has looked great out of the bullpen recently. Dude has definitely found a lot more command with himself. Um, just getting healthy, too. Paul Seawall has been back. Eric Swanson has been back. Munoz has been so good. Diego Castillo just got back. Like, that win last night against the Nationals, 4-2. to two. The pitching was really good. The defense was really good. The bullpen was shut out. Paul Seawall go up in the ninth. We're not going to talk about that. But that's like a that's a marriage formula. You you rely, you have a couple big hits from your best guys in the lineup. You have great defense behind your pitchers who are putting in great performances. The bullpen comes in, it's lights out, shuts it down. Like that's the Mariners victory mode. That is the formula for this Mariners team to win, and it works. That's how they win so many close games. This bullpen has just been so good. It's just health that is really really going to affect the bullpen, but they, they traded for, for Matty Boyd, Northwest native. They traded for Matty Boyd, who I'll talk about it later in my minor league update, but he's looked great for Tacoma so far. I think he'll be up when rosters expand uh, in the bullpen. I think that's another valuable arm. 
and a lefty coming out of the bullpen for you. Um, Andres Munoz, I I I love him. If Seawall ever wavers or Diego Castillo wavers for a save situation, like is Andres Munoz going to be our closer next year? He's been so good. I think he's got like 20 holds this year. Like past couple months, he's just been lights out. It's it's electric to watch him, obviously, because he throws a uh, hundred plus miles an hour regularly. It's it's one of those dudes that's just modern day bullpen arm. <clears throat> Before I get into uh, my minor league update a little bit, Mariners update one to zero against the Nationals. George Kirby looks fine. Anibal Sanchez is pitching against George Kirby today. Um, honestly, didn't know Anibal Sanchez was still in the league. I, he's got to be in his late 30s, and Kirby's like 24. So I think he's probably like 15 years older than George Kirby, uh, <laughs> which is crazy. I thought he was pitching last night because I saw A. Sanchez, or the other day, I saw A. Sanchez with Aaron Sanchez. And I was like, oh, no. Okay, Anibal must be retired. Nope, Anibal is on the Washington Nationals. Uh, that's crazy. Okay, okay. Minor league update here. Um, are we going to be fooled again by Evan White? Maybe. Uh, he's back. He's healthy, it seems, in Tacoma. I've seen a couple defensive clips. I really do miss his defense. I mean, Ty France over there has been great uh for what we expected of him since last year defense obviously he's had been a little hurt this year but he's he's never going to be a better defender than white everyone wants a platinum glove defender over there it's just can he hit his defending still elite he's been hitting well for tacoma i a lot of clips i've seen shout out to mariners miners on twitter i think it might be my favorite mariners related twitter account mariners miners uh I, he's been hitting pretty well he, he Looks like he takes the ball the other way with so much power. He's got decent raw power. I don't know exactly what he's graded out as in that. I'll look it up, but um, I don't know what he's exactly graded as in raw power. But I know he's a 70, 70 plus defender. He just can't. He just can never hit. Like he he was hitting worse than like Kelnick basically. It was so bad. I don't know what his raw power numbers are, but they got to be pretty good because dude makes contact with the ball sometimes. It just flies. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if we even see him. I feel like he might be up in September. Rosters expand, and some dude could get hurt. He might be up, play a little first base. If he hits, he hits. I mean, I don't know what else you do with him at this point. Dangle him in a trade. Kelnick, the same thing. Kelnick seems to be fine in Tacoma. He seems to hit. He hits fine. Tacoma. I don't. Plays good defense. He just is he a quadruple A player? Him and Tramel. I have Tramel versus Kellnick on the rundown just because I'd rather see Tramel up in September if they're going to call up an outfielder than Kellnick. I don't. I just feel like Kellnick's only value to the team right now is as a trade asset. I hate to say that, but he just seems like Tramel too. But at least Tramel I haven't seen as much this year, so. I'll at least give him a shot over Kelnick initially in September. It's just both of those guys seem like the quadruple A guys. They're better than everyone in AAA, basically. They rake in AAA, and they just can't hack it in the majors, and that's not 
uncommon. I mean, the pitching is so much better in the bigs than in AAA even. it's The drop-off is crazy. I've heard players talk about that, but it's just depressing when you see, um, especially when you think about, like, Kyle Lewis should be the guy uh, instead of either of those two. A shoe-in to get called up again, but he got sent down. He wasn't hitting well at all. Um, just looked looked tired, like looked rusty, but also just looked like he was getting in his own head. He looked his approach at the plate just was not impressing me at all. And he got sent down and I remember no one talked about it for like a week, but he didn't play at all. He must've just been taking some time for himself, which good. If he needs it, if he needs some personal time to himself to get himself right, like do it. But I just, I want to see that guy succeed. It's just so tough to watch him fall off a little bit after winning rookie of the year. I mean, it was a shortened season, but it's just that knee problem. I, I remember when we drafted him, it was, it was DePoto's first draft. I think it was 2016 dude out of Mercer, Kyle Lewis, who drafted him like 12th pick. And it was like, this dude won the golden spikes award. Uh, why did he fall to 12? Why? Like we got a great player at 12, probably better than the few players who came before him. Uh, and it's not uncommon in the MLB draft to do that with the way the, the bonus money works, but that's a whole can of worms. Um, it was just his knee problem. Uh, it was a chronic knee problem. He's he's had that problem and in other injuries now, and you'll wonder if he'll ever get back to playing like that rookie of the year season. I really hope so. But he's a great dude. One of those dudes who looks great in the Mariners jersey. I just really hope the best for him. It's just tough to watch this. Um it's just good Mitch Hanniger's back to fill this role so we don't have this rotating outfield. And uh, Trammell, Kelnick, and Kyle Lewis, they're not getting the start over Sam Haggerty right now, even in the outfield. So I I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, more minor league update. Matty Boyd, like I talked about, Matthew Boyd, just traded for him. Uh, hope to see him up in the bullpen when rosters expand. I am not a beat writer or cover the team, but everyone I follow basically is – saying that Matthew Boyd is probably going to be called to the bullpen in September. Uh, so that other roster spot, I don't exactly know what they're going to do. Um, what else? Stecken Ryder down in AAA, three out of three save chances. Uh, we could see him up in the bullpen again, I guess. Um, I guess they could just do two bullpen guys, depending on injuries and stuff. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do exactly with the roster, but Steck's been pitching well down there. Um, and then that was all Tacoma. And then the lower levels, I really only have Modesto to talk about. Um, Harry Ford. Harry Ford might be the truth. I tweeted uh, last night. It's just last night he massive home run. Like I went like 430 or some crazy shit like that. And he stole his 21st base of the season in 25 attempts. He's got a great arm behind the plate. Uh, I don't know what his like framing numbers are. Popped. I don't know any of that. I've just seen him throw guys out, and he has, looks like he has a great arm, super athletic. He, he might be the truth. He might be the, like a different a different catcher, a, di- a catcher that we don't really see. Like He reminds me of Mookie Betts, like obviously not comparing him to Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is a phenomenal generational player, but he's the athlete, and him reminds me of Mookie Betts. Like, Harry Ford looks like he could pick up a basketball and throw down a windmill dunk like Mookie Betts. He probably couldn't bowl as well as Mookie Betts does, but that's just the type of dude. Like, he's got pop. His swing is beautiful. Great arm behind the plate. Super fast. Great at stealing bases. Like, he just looks like a complete 
completely different catcher than what we ever associate with catchers. Um, and that could be amazing. And uh, whenever he might be called up, I mean, he's only a Modesto right now. I'm assuming he'll finish the season there, probably go to Arkansas next year. I mean, we could see him in September next year if he rakes, if he absolutely rakes. But uh, catchers historically take a longer time anyway. Um, and we got Cal right now. We got the big dumper who's, who's proven to be a great catcher. So Harry Ford, one to keep, I think, just looks great. Uh, and then this dude, Joseph Hernandez, just Mariners Myers has brought his attention to me recently. Breakout season for Modesto. Um, tall pitcher, great presence on the mound. He Last night he went six innings, two hits, Two walks, 10 Ks, 85 pitches, 53 of them strikes. Great, great outing. And overall this year, he's pitched 21 games, 3.53 ERA, 102 innings pitched, 70 hits, 44 walks, 126 strikeouts. That is, what a, what a season for Joseph Hernandez, who I had never heard of prior to the season. He's just, he's breaking out in a big way. And I think it speaks to the the pitching player development specifically in the minors, it seems this past three, four years has been so good. Like look at the guys we are graduating, like George Kirby and Logan Gilbert. They were highly touted prospects. They were still developed really well. Emerson Hancock, they've handled him really well. I think in terms of the workload, he looks great. Um, guys we traded away, like Levi Stout was just developed in the system. Looked great. Brandon Williamson, who we traded away also developed, but then the system got way better within the system. Uh, this this development program just looks like they can absolutely develop pitchers right now, which is really, really good. Um, that is it for my minor league update. Uh, I'm going to probably go into uh, the around the league update, but right before that, I'm just going to read since... I last was paying attention since I would say since the last pod, but that's the first one. Uh, thanks for listening this far. If you are listening, be sure to share this podcast with anyone if you are enjoying it so far. Um, but just going to read uh, the OPS leaders the past 12 days since that Rangers game I elaborated on earlier. Best hitters for OPS and the Mariners, uh, Eugenio Suarez. Uh, 1,188 OPS over the last. 12 games. He's played 10 of them. 250, 375, 813 slugging. Good God, dude. Five home runs. He's just been raking. August is his month. Cal Raleigh in second, 971 OPS, slashing 250, 364, 607. And Adam Frazier, slap dick himself, slashing 300, 389, 433. Good for an 822 OPS in the last 12 games. Just, he's he's been closer to the advertised. Uh, this past month, and that's huge. That makes me somewhat rethink uh, off-season plans, but I still think they should sign a uh, middle infielder or two. Um, those are the top three in OPS. Bottom three, unfortunately, Sam Harry is on here. Uh, he's played eight games. He's had less play appearances than other people. He's he's been in big spots, so he's been a scamp on the base path. Carlos Santana, that's not surprising. He's just below average player he's had very good moments this year just below average 530 ops last 12 games this is the this is a concerning one Ty france 294 ops in the last 12 days good lord man what the fuck what what is going on ty like he's slashing 108 186 108 in his last 
I think that's nine games now. 43 point appearances. All he has, he has four hits, all singles. Cause you know that. There's no slugging. That slugging is the same as the batting average. That's not good. Eight strikeouts, four walks. Like, that's not that bad. H, uh, whatever. He just looks lost up there. He, he looks like I've never seen him in the bigs before. It's He just looks frustrated with himself. I think maybe a couple days off will get him good. I just think he needs to start hitting again. I think it's one of those things. He just needs to get the approach right. I mean, he's such a good hitter. I think once the hits start falling again, a little bit of confidence, it snowballs, he'll be fine. It's just... It's tough to watch right now. Just a man who we all know is so good at hitting. He's just in his own head. It's just it's just frustrating for for him especially. Um, and to the the pitchers, the star performers, past two starts: Robbie Ray, two point one three ERA in twelve point two innings, seventeen strikeouts, four walks, three earned. His last two starts, great. Kirby, four ERA, around the same as Logan Gilbert. Castillo as a less, but that's because he gave it four in his last start. Marco with a 5.2 ERA in his last two starts. Just disappointing. Just disappointing. Just could be so much better. Um, and I really hope Marco just gets it right. We already talked about that, but really hope. Um, those are just some of the stats I wanted to read. Just the star performers the past week. I think I'm going to do that more often. Um especially OPS, just see what guys have been raking. And I mean, if you've been watching the games, you know Eugenio, Cal, Adam Frazier have been raking. Yeah, Mitch has been hitting well. JP's been hitting fine. Winker's been way better. He's been um, he's been playing pretty well. Uh, when he's hitting the ball, he's he's been hitting it pretty hard. Uh, Julio's been in a little mini slump. I mean, a mini slump for Julio is like a 700 OPS, which uh, it, I'll take that. Uh, his strikeout numbers are still a little high for my liking the end his walk numbers are low that's i mean that's something you can absolutely work on um something you can't work on is his his raw power and his numbers i mean he makes contact with the ball it's crazy how far the ball goes um that's it for the stats now we're approaching the end but i'm just gonna read a little bit what's been going on around the league mike trout's back mike trout is back um crushed a home run last night for the Angels. Uh, and um, <laughs> the Angels lost 11 to 1. <laughs> Mike Trout's home run <laughs> was the only run. And good lord, man, the Angels are a sad franchise. I'll get into it a little bit later. But oh my god. Oh, Mike Trout, that poor man, and Shohei, get them off the fucking team. Just come on, man. Get them out of there. Um, so they, the Angels couldn't do us any favors against the Rays' uh, wild card opponent, unfortunately. Um, I'll just give the wild card update now. Uh, so the Rays they beat the Angels last night. Unfortunately, like I said, uh, the Blue Jays destroyed the Red Sox. That's kind of a little bit of a win-win. I mean, we'd rather have the Blue Jays lose, but it's fine. Orioles beat the White Sox. Orioles are Orioles and the Twins. The Twins lost to the Astros. Uh, the Orioles and the Twins our biggest competition below us right now is as it stands at the moment. Um, Tampa Bay is a half game up in the wild card. We're tied with Toronto and then Baltimore is two and a half back. Twins are four back. White Sox are five back. Boston is seven. And then Rangers are 11. And then it goes on from there. Um, unattainable teams, basically. Um, so we're rooting for Baltimore to lose as I, I really want, 
Toronto or Tampa Bay to lose and Baltimore to make the wild card. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Fuck the Twins. I don't know why. Just but Baltimore and the wild card would be fun. But at the moment, they're right behind us. I don't know. Ed, the scary thing about this wild card race is that it's kind of on us. I mean, we're two and a half up in a wild card spot. A half game back in number one wild card spot. We have the easiest schedule in the rest of the year, uh, especially compared to these AL East teams like Tampa and Toronto and Baltimore are all going to cannibalize themselves playing against the Red Sox and the Yankees and themselves. Like, so the onus is on us, and that's the scary part. <laughs> Same with Minnesota and the White Sox. Like, they're just going to beat each other, hopefully. And we don't really have another opponent in the division. Like, Texas is 11 games back. Angels is 15 games back. Oakland's 22 and a half games back. And we're probably not going to catch the Astros. They are, like, 12 games above us right now. Uh, I think 11 and a half. It's just, it's on us, and that's the scary part, is we have to fuck it up. Because we just have to beat the bad teams in our division. Like, we play the Tigers, I think, too. We just got to beat those teams, like the Nationals, the Tigers, the A's, the Angels. And we'll we'll make the wild card, but it's just on us, and that's the We are it's the powers in the Mariners' hands, and that's what makes it more scary. Especially, I have trust issues with this team in particular in September. So we'll see how that shakes out. Next week, I'll I'll give another wild card update. It's it's going to be a week to week thing. Hopefully, um, the only other wrench in playing. Uh, the bad division teams now and ours is that the angels have Mike Trout back and dude just destroys the Mariners. So that'll be interesting if we can beat them. Uh, some other news around the league. Uh, Albert Pujols, 693 home runs. He's close to 700. Um, we'll see where he gets by the end of the season. I mean, seven more home runs in a month. That's not unattainable, but like, that's a lot. He's been hitting so well since the All-Star break, though. He has, like, a 1,400 OPS or some crazy shit like that. So he could feasibly get there. It's just, I <laughs> I don't know. He just he can't retire at the end of the season if he has, like, if he ends with, like, 697. Or even, like, 693. If he doesn't hit another home run, he can't end there. He has to come back and do 700. Like, I think A-Rod's at, like, 699 or something, something wild like that. And it's, like, you got to hit the 700. It's just great to watch Albert do this. Um, Trout is back, like I mentioned earlier. Good to see him back. I mean, I, I hate the Angels, but it's a privilege to watch Mike Trout play baseball. Um, and then some more Angels news. They might sell the team, apparently. I heard on the Mariners broadcast last night, Goldie was talking about it, that the owner was talking about selling the team, which is comical. Um, I don't really care if they sell the team, uh, but if they end up do selling the team... Like, is Mike Trout going to be there? Are they going to trade him? Is Shohei going to be there? Like, does Shohei want to live in the Pacific Northwest? Does Ichiro want to call him and tell him he should do that? I, I wouldn't complain if that happened. Um, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for the Angels updates, but it's a sorry franchise at the moment. Bryce Harper... In his rehab assignment, crushed two home runs. I think he, I think it's the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Looks like he's back. Looks like he's fine. This is great for the Phillies. The Phillies have been playing super well without him. Uh, Bryce Harper being back, obviously, is not a bad thing. Might propel this that team to firmly cement themselves in 
the playoffs, which the Phillies would be a very spicy playoff team. Uh, I think that it'd be some devil magic, some Cardinals devil magic in the Phillies. Like they would have the caliber to win a World Series, I think, just because their offense is so potent if they're all hitting. Like they can just sock five dingers against you in a game, and it's like light work for them. It's just, you know, their defense is bad. Pitching is a little shaky. Bullpen's a little shaky. But Phillies are fun. Bryce Harper being back is also fun. Good for baseball. Dude cranked his first home run. Uh, these poor minor league pitchers who have to face guys like this. It's like it shouldn't be counted against their stats. Like when DeGrom is in any minor league, says like is DeGrom's in double A, strikes out 12 dudes. Like those uh, that just shouldn't count against the stats for those players. That's just not fair. It's not fair at all. Uh, what else? Verlander um, doing what he's doing in the past few seasons, but especially right now at age 39, is insane. Uh, he, I think, is the odds-on favorite to win the Cy Young. I'm a Dylan Cease guy myself. Uh, but, I mean, Verlander might just win it again, and he, deservedly so. I mean, he's been crazy this year, and some... Someone flashed up his numbers the other day comparing this season to, I think it was 11 years ago, his MVP, or do you want to MVP and Cy Young on the Tigers? And it was remarkably similar. Strikeouts were lower right now, but it was remarkably similar stats. And, like, that is crazy. Dude's 39. Good God. Uh, last thing on the rundown for news around the league, World Baseball Classic. They have been slowly announcing who's going to be playing. Um... And I'll, I'll hopefully do some more baseball classic pods when that happens. But they just announced the coaching staff for Team USA. Manager Mark DeRosa. Honestly, not a fan of his uh, MLB Tonight stuff. But I, I know he played in the bigs for a while. Um, the other two notable names on here. Pitching coach Andy Pettit. And hitting coach Ken Griffey Jr. Seattle's own Ken Griffey Jr., the hitting coach. For Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. Now that's just beautiful. Uh, I don't know what else to say about that. That is just tremendous. I love Griff. And uh, World Baseball Classic should be fun next year. Should be a fun time. It's always fun to see uh, who elects to play for their country in that team. Like, will Julio play for a Dominican team? I don't know. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. And like not like Bryce Harper signed to play again. Pete Alonso did, but not all the USA guys always play, and it's always fun to see. The last thing, and maybe the most important news of the day, is the Mariners bullpen named themselves Los Bomberos or the Firemen. And I, I think I retweeted this video yesterday from uh, the Chaos Ball Twitter account, which I'll shout that out to follow. But Los Bomberos or the Firemen, uh, they come out. It looks like to some sirens, some flashing lights. They flash up uh, Los Bomberos on the screen. Um, it just looks great. That's so much fun. I wish I wish I could be back in Seattle to go watch Los Bomberos come out of the bullpen and shut down a game. But that's electric. I love that. Like great branding. Like the Mariners PR team is is tremendous, and that is just great. I mean, you, sometimes you need that. You need that spunk. And the bullpen's a huge part of this team, and Los Bomberos uh, is a tremendous name. And they have an intro and a video. They're clearly ready for this. Um, and it looks super, super fun. And uh, the first one to come out of the pen last night was Andres Munoz, and he definitely, I mean, come on. 
the fireman. That's a little too on the nose for Andres Munoz. Andres Munoz throws gas. He throws fire. He causes the fire. But I'm not going to go into that. Uh, that is all the marriage news I have for you today. Hope to be back next week, but I appreciate listening. And uh, as my first show, I mean, give it a like. Give it a subscribe on the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. This should be on Apple and Spotify. Um, follow us on Twitter, at ChaosBall1977 on Twitter uh, for news about the pod, random Mariners tweets, all that. Um, and tell your friends about the pod. Uh, there's not that many Mariners podcasts out there right now. Uh, and I think there just needs to be to be one that just shoots the shit like this. A lot of them, I think, really try to get in the nitty-gritty and understand stuff and players, but I think it's also good to just have a pod like this to recap what happened um, and uh, talk off the cuff about good vibes only and and Ty Francis huge arms, you know, that stuff. All right, thank you all for listening. You have a good rest of your day. Go Mariners.